0: As Dave was singing that song, my mind went to Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, where after the resurrection, he met a couple of disciples on the road to Emmaus, and he revealed to them all of the things starting with the Old Testament Moses and shared with them all the truths concerning the Son of God. We have the truth. We have the complete revealed Word of God, and it gives to us every that we need. Thank you so much, Dave. We're working on some memory verses, memory verses found in Second Peter. This is the end of the passage, verses 10 and 11 out of chapter 1. I trust that you'll go back and review beginning at verse 3 and work your way through the whole passage. Let's quote, read these verses together. We will begin with the reference. Here we go. Second Peter 1, 10 and 11. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Peter one, ten and 11. Keep working on these verses. Hide them in your hearts. Next week we'll start a A couple of more verses found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Someone once said, you choose your friends but you're stuck with your relatives. That certainly is true within the body of Christ, isn't it? And as part of the family of God, we need to understand we're stuck with each other. But as many as receive Christ, to them are given the privilege to become the children of God, even to them that believe on His name. And if you have trusted Christ as your personal Savior this morning, you're part of that family and you're stuck with us because together we are part and partners within the body of Christ. Romans chapter 12 this morning, please. I want to take the time to read the entire chapter to you, please. I told Brenda this morning that I was going to get all the way through this message. That is not going to happen, Brenda. She's just up there shaking her head. Knew it all the time. All right. Romans chapter 12, you follow along in your copy of the Scriptures, please. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers... By the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be consistent in prayer, constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give, though, you, though to do what is honor in the sight of all. If possible, so far as depends on you, live peaceably with all, beloved, May God add his blessing to the reading of his word as we take it and apply it to our hearts and live it out through our lives for his honor and his glory. Partners. Partners in the work of the Lord. Partners in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Partners to fulfill the assignment that God has given to us. But as partners, we must understand that we are part of the body of Christ. God has placed us together within this body. Members as he has chosen, in particular, to fulfill his purpose for his honor and his glory. Now, as you look at this passage of Scripture, you may well have picked up the spiritual gifts. My purpose this morning is not to focus on the gifts of the Spirit. Some of you perhaps have taken a spiritual gifts Test And you know what your gift of the Spirit is. If you know what your gift of the Spirit is, may I ask you, how are you using it? Are you fulfilling God's purpose in your life? Are you the kind of person within the body that functions properly? Say, well, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. Well, if you want a list of the spiritual gifts, you can find them outlined in Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and in First Peter chapter 4. But if you want to know what your spiritual gift is, may I ask you, what do you like to do? What is your passion? What is your pleasure? How has God used you to minister to others and and meet their needs? That's your spiritual gift within the body of Christ to be the kind of people that God wants us to be. Every believer has been given a gift by the Spirit of God. And this gift is to be used to build up the body of Christ. And to further the kingdom of God. That's us this morning. The family of God, the body of Jesus Christ. But today I want to focus on the fact that we are members of and family in the body of Christ. And together we are to grow. To grow as we serve and share within this body be the kind of people that God wants us to be. Now once you receive Jesus Christ as personal Savior, you're part of the body. Automatically. You have no choice. You are an heir of Jesus Christ. You have been adopted. We have a body that's called Calvary Baptist Church, and if you're here this morning, you may well think that you're a part of that body. And if you're with us today, you are. We love you. We are glad you're here. Now, one of the things in our culture is that membership within the body is not quite as positive as it once was. In fact, I I know a lot of you folks who aren't members. You're here. You're part of us. We're glad you're here, but you're not members. Uh, Let me let me just very quickly, and this is not the focus of my message this morning. uh, Talk to you about church membership. I wish that God in His Word would have given us a church constitution to follow. He could have put it right after the Book of Revelation, you know, like an appendix. All I have after the Book of Revelation is a concordance and maps. But but I wish He'd have done that for us. It would have helped us tremendously. Well, let me talk to you a little bit about church membership out of the body of Christ. We know that the early churches were organized. They had officers. The qualifications are which are found in Titus chapter 1 and 1 Timothy chapter 3. They were meeting needs. You find that in Acts chapter 6 where the widows were neglected. And so they chose people out of their congregation to go and meet those needs within their body. They sent out missionaries. Acts chapter 13, you find that they got together and they sent out Paul and they sent out Barnabas to fulfill the assignment their Lord had given to them. They ministered to those missionaries. We've studied Philippians chapter 4 where the believers at Philippi sent back a gift to Paul as their missionary. And if you look at Acts chapter 15, you find that the churches got together and they had a council. They talked about circumcision. They tried to determine how they could be most effective within their culture. So the churches were organized. Were organized as a local assembly of believers. There was accountability within the body. You find in Matthew chapter 18 and in 1 Corinthians chapters 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, discipline within the body it took place when people were not being holy and not fulfilling their role as believers in Jesus Christ different bodies had different emphasis all you have to do is read revelation 3 and 2 and 3 and you and you discover that those churches those individual organized bodies of believers were different all you got to do is attend another church and find out Churches are different. I mean, there are even some pastors who stand behind the pulpit to preach. Can you imagine that? And there's a principle out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that we are baptized into the body of Christ as a believer by the Spirit. And in my mind, that gives to us a picture of being baptized, local assembly of believers, into that body. Now, again, my purpose was not to convince you in church membership. But I do believe that there can be a case made for church membership in the New Testament. My purpose this morning is to talk about growth within the body. And as you look at this growth, you begin with verse 3. Where it says, for by the grace given to me, I want you to know that growth within the body begins with grace. Now, we've talked about grace, right? G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. God giving to us what we do not deserve. For by grace are we saved through faith. And that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. Amen. Amen. And you and I are part of the body of Christ because of God's grace working in our lives. There's no other reason. I am so thankful to be an American. A citizen of these United States of America. Connie and I in a month or so are going to go to India. When I get to India, I'm going to be thankful that I live in America. I've been to India. It ain't so hot. Now Please, the Indians love India. For Indians, it's great. I'm going to have a great time ministering and sharing with some very dear people. I'll tell you what. I don't have to worry about big bugs here in the United States of America. I don't have to worry about malaria. I don't have to worry about typhoid. I got to take all those medications before I get over there. I am thankful. But it's by God's grace. I could have been born in India. I could have been born in Russia. I could have been born in India. But God allows me to be here in the United States of America. Aren't you glad that you're here at Calvary Baptist Church? But it's part of God's grace that we're here. And it is only God's grace that we are here. And it's God's grace that changes everything in our lives. And how does he continue, verse 3? For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. You know, it's real easy for us to get a bit uppity about who we are and where we are. I may have done that. During my patriotic speech here. But it's just God's grace. God bringing us together as part of His family. Tuesday night, I had the privilege of going to the Battleground Skate Park. Andrew, make sure I tell this correctly. And Tuesday night, there were three young men who followed the Lord in obedience to believers' baptism. They showed their profession of faith. In baptism, death, burial, and resurrection. One of them was 34, one of them was 25, and one was 19. Now, I'm not part of the skater culture, i got to tell you. I'm really not. Before the baptism, I, I stood there and I watched these guys on their on their blades and on their bikes and on their skateboards and whatever else they were doing. If you looked at me, you could tell I was out of place. I did wear jeans. I had, on, I had, the, I had the best skater gear that, that I had, you know? But I wasn't one of them. That sounded bad, didn't it? Here, here's, here's the truth. Those young men who followed the Lord and had accepted Jesus Christ as personal Savior and gave public testimony to that? They're part of my family. No matter what they look like. And it could have been real easy for me to to say, I don't get some of this stuff. I I, I don't get why you do that. I don't get why you act. I don't get why you look. I, I don't get it. And it had been real easy for me to put myself up someplace saying, I'm a real Christian. You know, so were they. And so many times within the body, we get highfalutin and high-minded, and we think we must be better. I have to wear a suit on Sunday. You know why? Because I got them. All right. didn't have them, I wouldn't wear them, but I got them, so I might as well. I don't want to just save them for my funeral. But Connie, you aren't going to have to go out and buy a new one. Yeah, she just goes. So what? It's God's grace working in each of our lives that makes a difference And we're part of the body because of God's grace, not because of anything else. We need to make sure that we are not high-minded, but that we are thinking with sober judgment. The truth is, being a Christian is serious stuff. And ministering to people is serious stuff. And getting involved in lives is serious stuff. And being part of the body is serious stuff. Jesus said this, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love those that you love who are like you. You're right, nope. Jesus said By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love for who? The body. Right? For one another. And that's God's grace. And it's only God's grace that allows us to love each other because some of us just are out there. And it's so, so important by God's grace that we're part of the family. It's by God's grace that we worship together. Amen? I'm going to get myself in trouble here in a minute. You know, the next time you think the music is too loud, be thankful you can hear it. Hmm? The next time that people bother you and bug you, be thankful that you can be sensitive and that you feel something. The next time that you're rejected, look at God's love and God's grace and God's working to supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. It's God's grace be not high-minded, but be sober-minded and recognize that God has met our needs. And how do we do that? We do that because we have a responsibility of faith. Now, this is not saving faith. That's not what Paul's talking about here. He's not questioning our salvation. He's challenging us as to how well we share. This is sharing faith. This is investment faith. This is getting involved of faith. You remember Jesus told a parable in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25. It was a parable about talents. Remember that? And there were three servants that were called before the master. One was given five, one was given two, and one was given one. Remember that? Do you remember why the master divided it up that way? The text says, each was given according to their ability. I'm going to change the text a bit. Each was given according to their faith. Each was given according to that which they could perform and accomplish and do. You say, well, it wasn't fair. Tell you what, there's a lot of reasons I don't have a good voice to sing. You know how proud I Judy, do you know how proud I'd get if I had a good voice? Wow, I could dream, can't I? God's grace has given to us just what we need, and we are responsible for what we've been given. And here it's identified as part of our faith. Now, how do I grow in my faith? By being faithful. Hmm? That's it. How do I develop more faith? By trusting him more. How do I get more responsibility? By doing well what I'm doing now. But that means doing something now. I love going to camp. And in May, I'm going to have the privilege of speaking up at the men's retreat in Barakal, and I am looking forward. I love camps. You get people away for a period of time where there are not a lot of distractions, and, and you can just share. And it's a men's retreat, and there's nothing better than getting together as guys and just, just sharing in each other's lives. The dates are May 20, 21, and 22 if you'd like to go. The reason I remember those dates is May 20th is my wedding anniversary, and I had to get Connie's permission to go. She gave it. She said, go. I've had the privilege of speaking in a number of camps, and I'm thankful for that, but I'll never forget one comment that a director made to me. He said, Tom... You only come to camp when you're asked to speak. Why don't you come any other time? Because I don't like counseling. That struck me. Why, why shouldn't I go other times? Why, why shouldn't I go when I'm not presenting God's word? Why, why shouldn't I go and be involved? I mean, isn't that part of responsibility of faith? Why, why shouldn't I minister? Why, why shouldn't I get down and dirty? Took that to heart. Started to go. Make That's the responsibility of faith that God has given to us. Now, I don't want you to think that this is prosperity gospel. This is not, I give to God and God gives more to me. We do not obligate God with our lives. But I want you to know my God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And you and I have a responsibility to live out our faith. Our faith was not given to us to put in a box and store on a shelf. Our faith was given to us to be active within the body of Christ. And we'll get to all that next week. Okay? Okay. God's grace, grace that's greater than all our sin, amen? Grace that is able to meet all of our needs according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Grace that has given to us opportunities and abilities to minister within the body and to make a difference for His honor and His glory. But with that grace comes the responsibility of our faith. Living out that faith, Andrew, thank you. For living out your faith at Battleground Skate Park. I'm telling you, I'm not sure I could do that. But God didn't call me to do that, He called you to do that. And He has used you in a very special way. Thank you. What's God called you to do? What does God want you to do? God's grace. But I'm so glad. I'm part of the family of God. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word, truth, ministering to us, sharing with us, making a difference in our lives. And, Father, it's just so good to be here this morning, to be with these people, to be together as the body of Christ, partners in the work of God. And, Father, you've given to us a wonderful, wonderful family, a wonderful, wonderful body. And great opportunities. Help us to lift up our eyes, look at the fields that are white already to harvest, and as the family, to make a difference in this community for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray.